BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. What is it that you would like from him? Um, for him to, like, spend some of his time off of video games and spend some quality time with me. Majority of the time, he doesn't want to play like games that I'm willing to play. So it's kind of like trying to get interested in his hobby and finding things I enjoy in his hobby just so like they'll be put on the back burner. Tabby? Hello, I'm here. Uh, Tabby, how are you? I'm good. I'm actually um, surprised I got through. How are you doing? Tabby, it says here that uh, your fiancé spends more time playing video games than he spends with you. Is this true? Yeah, um, so he does, and he's always played video games, like, ever since I've known him, and my dad, and he's, I've always grown up around video games, and I Mm -hmm. do have a PC, so I can play with him, um, but sometimes, well, majority of the time, he doesn't want to play, like, games that I'm willing to play, so it's kind of like, I feel like I compromise, like, trying to get interested in his hobby and finding things I enjoy in his hobby just to like still be put on the back burner. So it can be frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, what is it that you would like from him? Um, for him to like spend some of his time off of video games and spend some quality time with me. I feel like a lot of men and I don't mean to generalize, but a lot of people just find like peace, like, being in the same room or like the same place as like their significant other, but that's not necessarily in my eyes, like Hmm. spending quality time. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I just like, even if it's just like watching a movie, which I guess in a way is kind of not the same thing, but it kind of, kind of is. I don't know. I don't know really what, like he, he's not a talkative person and, I am, and that's fine. I can talk for the both of us, but maybe it'd be nice to like, go on a walk or to go shopping or go to dinner or like we don't even have to spend money. I just sometimes I wish we could like walk away from the video games. <laughs> so, all right, have you, uh, have you told him everything that you just, oh, uh, yeah. you just told me? Yeah, and that's where it really comes from, where he says he likes to like just like have each other's company and that's like where i feel like um being in the same room or the same house isn't necessarily like hanging out with each other so and he has a twin brother and um and well i'm a twin too but me and my twin are very different where him and his twin are very much the same where they both are like non-stop video games and so like they like encourage each other and that's a way for them to bond and i don't well i feel like well, well i know you keep bringing up video games but uh and Let's hear uh, armchair therapy here. Uh, video games are just like the they're not the thing itself, right? I mean, he's looking he's looking for something else inside of the video games, whether it's like, you know, he just wants to be alone. Uh, he just wants like, you know, he spends time with you. And, you know, this, he, he prefers the like, hey, let's be in the same room and exist together and that's enough and you want the quality time it's like he obviously wants something that the video games are giving him right i mean what i mean what do you, what do you i mean first of all do you agree with that and second of all if you do agree with that what do you think that thing is uh that could be it he um is a police officer so he has a very stressful job so i feel like it's kind of his escape from like uh real life and from like the stresses that work brings him if that makes sense 
So maybe sure. that's what it is. Like he deals with people all day, every day. Uh, so maybe he wants time away from people, but I wish that I wasn't like a part of that group. Mm. Mm. And it might not be that personal, but it, it, sometimes it's hard to not take personal. Mm. So, okay, so have you told him that? That it's hard to not take. I feel like I'm very opening, open with my feelings with him, but mm. I feel like he gets like defensive or like he feels bad for like two seconds. Um, and so that's why sometimes, like, I understand, like, that's what he wants to do. And I try to, like, play with him and stuff. But, yeah, I just, I don't know what a good uh, compromise is. Because I feel like I've tried. And it's hard to, like, get him to try without it, like, being a big thing. So sometimes I just yeah. leave it be because I just would rather not fight about it or be annoying or whatever. You know, dude, it's really hard because... Um... You know, it's hard when we're talking about relationship stuff because I'm very strong on the whole, like, uh, accept, trying to accept shit that you can't control, right? And yeah. uh, doing the best with what you can control. And relationships are a tricky one because you can't, you can't, uh, other people are, like, at the tippy top of uh the category of things you can't control so like I, you fucking can't make your fiance do anything you can't make him put more effort into uh you know your guys's relationship you can't make him get off the video games you can't make him do anything all you really can do right. is what it seems like you have done which is uh, communicate as openly and uh, truthfully as possible how you're feeling to him. And then uh, from there, you know, the onus is on him to, uh, you know, make his decision as to how much work he wants to put into this thing. You know, but it's hard right. for your situation. It's hard for, for your situation. This is This is why relationship shit is so hard because you can't. Fuck! You can't control other people or make other people do things. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how to reckon with that. To be honest with you, right? I mean, it only really got like this, like when we like started living with each other. Like we didn't sure. live with each other. It was like you know we weren't together all the time. But then again, I work first shift and he works second shift, so a lot of times like he can stay up all night to play video games while I'm asleep, and so. Yeah, I know. There's not really much to do, but um, I guess, I don't know. I try, but um, I just hope that maybe he can grow out of it. Not necessarily video games. He could be doing way like worse things and be out being crazy and stuff, and I appreciate that he's not. But it is nice to have like one-on-one -on -one attention sometimes, and I don't mean to sound needy or like immature about it, but... I feel like quality time is important in a relationship, at least when that everyone has different love languages, though. So there's that too. No, I don't think you're. I don't like the idea of like. No, I don't think you sound needy or immature. And by the way, even if, like, be like even the concept of neediness. It's like even if you were needy by like anybody's. Um, uh, uh, what a definition of of whatever that means. It's like that's your that's your truth. This is you right. openly examining, and this is a great thing to do. What you're doing is you're looking inside. You're openly examining what you want from people, right? And it's a, you're only 22 years old. Yeah, I'm 22. I'll be 23 uh, on the 30th, almost okay. 23. I mean, so like this is like. A good thing to be doing what you're doing, which is uh, deciding, doing, doing, you're like being introspective, figuring out what you want, what you need from the people in your life, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not like uh, being too needy and you're, you're figuring out your needs from the people who decide to uh, engage with you uh, romantically. Uh, your, your friendships, uh, even your working relationships, you know, you're figuring out what works the best for you. Um, 
And that's that's a very valuable thing to do. Uh, and I think that's a great thing to do in light of the fact that uh, we can't control uh, what other people do. But we can kind of figure out what we want from them and uh, communicate it to them. And after that, the onus is on them to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, that's very true. Thank you uh, for validating my feelings. I guess that, uh, if anything, feels uh, nice to to know that um, I'm not like being ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean, we get married at, uh, in October, and I don't regret any of that because I do love him, and we have grown a lot together. I met him right out of high school, so. Um, I feel like we've grown a lot together and I know him and, um, yeah, there could be worse issues for sure, but he just started having weekends off. So hopefully maybe that will help, um, having like two days off back to back together instead of him being off during the week or whatever. Cause I'm off the weekends as well. Well, I, all I would say to you is this is, uh, you know, clearly you're, you're pretty an intro, you're a pretty introspective person. Uh, you know what you want, or you're at least like putting in the effort to figure it out. Uh, keep doing that. Don't don't uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to uh, do some software updates every now and then. Check in. You know, yeah. think about yeah how you're feeling with shit. Think about if your standards, you know, what they are, are they being met? Right. You know. So I uh, uh, don't uh, don't stop doing that as uh, things progress. Yeah, I won't. Thank you. I appreciate it. For sure. Thanks for calling, Tabby. Yeah, have a good night. Hey, folks. This episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. FunLove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that. Penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I of course put safely away in a high interest savings account. 
Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. How's your life going, Tori? Is it Victoria or Tori? Oh, no, no, no one calls me Tori. This is Victoria. Victoria, what are you doing right now? Well, um, I'm like high, sitting in my boyfriend's room. How high are you? <laughs> um, I took uh, two two bowls earlier, so mm. I'm pretty high. Is that enough for you, or are you considering a third anytime soon? Or, or am I what? I'm sorry. Victoria, it says here you grew up thinking that your dad was not alive. But then you recently found out that he is alive and he lives four hours away from you. Is this correct? Yes. Tell me, tell me, tell me about this. How did you, what was the, what was the original story? Okay, uh, well, I, I guess I can sum this up and basically my mom tried to hide that me and my brothers had different dads and that um, she basically, uh, she wanted to keep it a secret since it like made her look bad and that she didn't want to admit like she was, uh, I guess, failed as a good mother. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Why did it make her look bad? Um, well, because we got, uh, me and my two brothers were surrendered to, uh, CPS. And basically when we got adopted, she didn't want him to interfere with me or my parents' lives. Um, we basically grew up thinking that the guy she had married and named my brother after where was our actual father when it wasn't. And he had, like, died of cancer when we were about, like, six. Hmm. So the story was that your dad died of cancer when he was six, or, yeah. or the person that you thought was your dad died of cancer when you were six? Yeah. Well, yeah. She, she had yeah, yes to yes, yes to which one? Brother that. Uh, she, that basically, she... Uh, made us believe that he was our father when he actually wasn't. Okay. And that guy is gone. Yeah. Uh, but I your actual father mm -hmm. you found out lives four hours away from you. Have you gone to see him since you found out? How did you... Yes. Answer this question first. How <laughs> did you find out that he lived four hours my away mom, from you? Uh, I went to go visit my mom nearby. She was also four hours away. They live in the same city. Um, I'm from Texas, by the way. But um, she, uh, when I went to go visit her, she told me that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I can't hear you. Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm not saying anything. Okay. Well, uh, basically, she admitted and confessed everything, even though my grandma didn't want her to say anything. Hmm. And. Have you gone to see your father since finding out that he lives four hours away from you? Yes. Well, actually, he's came to me. He actually has his own family and still wanted to uh, try to be a part of my life, which is actually, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty kind of him, I guess. And how do you feel about him coming back to try to be part of your life? At first, I was surprised, but after a while, I kind of became indifferent mm. because, he, you know, like I would go throughout my day and forget that, oh, my, my actual birth dad, or, uh, dad is uh, is alive. So not that, I guess, life-changing. Interesting. Not So you kind of have gotten used 
to the idea of not having a father that when one finally came you were like it sounds like you're in sort of a i I could take her to leave it position (laughs) i don't know like my life is pretty okay like uh i when i got adopted i was like about 11 years old you know uh went to college still wound up with a basic ass job like not it's not terrible but it's not great either but you know he he honestly does try try his best uh sometimes he'll message me or i'll message him but there's a there's a language barrier between me and him because he only speaks spanish so it just makes things even harder yeah he only speaks spanish yeah he seems like a decent guy though from what i could tell so does he uh, like doesn't speak a lick of English. Like, well, do you speak any Spanish? Uh, do you speak any Spanish? Oh no, <laughs> I had. How do you guys talk? Parents. Uh, through actually mostly through his wife. His wife speaks both. She's bilingual, uh, English and Spanish. And um, like I'll call her, and then she'll she'll like. Uh, tell tell him well, like what I'm saying, kind of being like the translator. But mm. uh, and when we met the first time, it was like at IHOP, and like he would he would talk to his wife, and then she would tell me what he was saying, and that she she he actually said that he had been trying to uh, try to find me, but couldn't because his. Uh, my mom wouldn't. My birth mom wouldn't let him talk to mm. me or my uh, adopted parents. Mm. And how do you feel about the? Are, 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 is, is your birth mother still alive? Yes. Are you? Is she in your life? About the same as much as he is. You know, it's all okay. basically through text. Okay. Now, are you? How do you feel about the fact that your birth mother tried to stop? him from coming to see you does that upset you at all i don't i i don't feel like a certain type of anger i used to but not anymore since you know it's just what it is now um i think that she she's not very apologetic about it Mm. if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so so are you planning on learning any Spanish to talk to your your birth father? Um, you know what? I have not. I I, I am pretty uh unmotivated to do that. But now that you're mentioning it, it does seem like a pretty good idea. Well, you're in a very interesting position because I mean let's say you're twenty three, uh you have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You have hobbies, you know, getting high. Uh, So you're like a whole person already. So you're Mm -hmm. sort of past the point. I mean, you're at the point at 23 where you are where, Mm -hmm. like, even if your birth parents were in your life, all the time in your life that you would have had spent with them is like mostly over by the time you're 23 because by the time you're 23 you're usually you know moved out and uh you know you don't live with your parents anymore so it's like mm-hmm. you know it, it, you're kind of uh kind of past a certain point you know i mean you're at a point where like uh even if even if you grew up with your parents it's like you you have to sort of make an effort to keep up the relationship with them you know, but it, it sounds yeah. like you're already uh, sort of have a thing going on, right? That's that's why I said it, it feels like a take it or leave it situation. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is accurate. Yeah. I'm just thinking alongside you. No, you know what? It's it's also funny that you mentioned that because I I have a hard time even you know texting and calling my own parents, and they live like 40 minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm trying harder to keep up with other people, even though, you know, when you work a lot and you come home and you basically just go to bed, I don't, I don't 
see my parents a lot. My mom will complain about that, but I'm, I tell her, you could also visit me. You know, like it's a two way street. But so you know, have uh, adopt. So you said you were adopted when you were 11. And so you have mm-hmm. a mom and a dad. Mm hmm. Yes. And it's fun- well, it's funny because it's like you know it's hard enough to keep up with it's as you get older and you know you got your boyfriend you got uh, the job you got uh, you already have a set of parents that you got to keep in touch with that's a whole thing and then here comes a new dad it's like even if you wanted to it's like you only have so much time to give to the people in your life you know that's what I'm saying like I'm also. You know, I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't want to just hang out with my boyfriend all the time. Like, I want, like, actual friends and, you know, to do shit with. But, you know, all I do is just work and go home, you know, get high and go to bed. Like, my life is so boring. But even even with that, it's like I don't have that many responsibilities. I guess, you know, I could try to sit some time to at least, you know, tell them, or you know like what are, what are they up to because he also has like two two older boys and then uh two girls one a uh, one one of them is about like six years old but they're super super like welcoming and kind to me um they uh they got me a snorlax uh plushie at like freaking uh fun tracks it was it was really sweet. It was a good memory. Intr- okay, so you're not just having your your. It's it's not just your dad that's coming back into your life. It's like this whole gang of people that's making an entrance. Exactly. Your dad and then your five. <laughs> what do you call that? Because it's not. Because uh, it's not a half sibling and it's not a step sibling. What do you what, what, what do you I refer don't... to those people as? Your bro? How do, how do, what, what's the title? Well, they they call me, you know, like sister and whatnot, but like we're we're really not that close. But I consider them like my half siblings, and mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because me and my other two brothers, we're not even fully um, blood related. They're, they actually have different dads, um, mm-hmm. and they recently found out about that too. Especially my 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 other brother, he's like twenty, and he just found out that his dad was actually. Uh, another person that had passed away so i don't know my mom was kind of kind of crazy that's a that's a whole slew of dads <laughs> a lot of dads yes. a solid handful of dads <laughs> so the the i guess i guess if you're I guess if this guy, you call him your birth dad, then I guess you could call him the birth siblings. The birth siblings, do they speak? Are they bilingual or are they also totally Spanish? You know, I feel like they they probably know both, but I've only ever heard them like, speak a little bit of Spanish when, I, when I've been around them. We've only seen each other right. probably like twice. Mm. Yeah. Okay, but when you went to see him for the first time, did he bring, because he said he came to you, did he bring all the siblings with him as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We all like try to we try to fit in a booth, but like there is like you know like eight people. It was mm. it was uh, it was a lot, honestly. That's, yeah, I was about to say that sounds like a lot. Like it'd be one thing if it's just your dad, <laughs> but it's like your dad and also five other kids. <laughs> I mean, that's like it's a an yeah. ambush right there. It's no, it's it goes crazy. Uh, whenever I first met his wife, she you know she came off as like, um, like really hi, how are you, you know. Um, so it was like nice that I didn't have to do all the talking. I'm not mm-hmm. a very social person, so mm-hmm. it, it took a lot off my shoulders. So basically, it was like the moms talking to each other for like most of it, but you know I was able to you know hug. I guess my birth dad for the first time. So, you know, that was, that's a whole, that was a whole nother thing. So, I, I mean. I figured out why I'm so very, sorry. You finally figured out what? <laughs> like, I, yeah, me, I am like way hairier than like any of my brothers. And oh. I figured out that that's actually why. Because <laughs> my dad is like real Mexican. Ah, oh, 
Okay, so you're coming to epiphanies. You're learning about yourself and where yeah. your uh, your right. hairy genes come from. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, uh, Victoria, before we go, I mean, do you tell us uh, uh, before we go, you know, wh- where your head is leaning next? Do you anticipate that you will continue to foster your relationship with these these people or are they kind of, you know, as you have all of this other stuff going on in your life, going to have to take, uh, you know, a back seat? Well, it's not going to be like one of my main priorities, but I will try to the relationship along because he uh he actually sent me um some like relief funds because i was uh close to being like homeless for a little bit but um i i think i will at least try to get to know him better maybe learn a little spanish but uh, a little spanish make a little money (laughs) it's a good gig (laughs) Yeah, I was just wanted to say um, I really do enjoy watching your show, and it's it's nice that uh, to see you care about other people. Hey, thank you very much, Victoria. I appreciate you sharing. Okay, I'll see you. That was Victoria. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like because uh, when you're twenty, th- I was I was reading this article that said something like by the okay, if you were to like sum up all the in-person time that you spend with your parents over the course of your entire life. Right? That all the in-person time that you're going to spend with your parents over the course of your entire life. By the time you're Victoria's age, by the time you're 23, something like 90 or even 95% of that time is already gone. So at that point, it's like, you know, the way that she was describing it, like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll try to keep the relationship going when I can. Uh, It's like, well, that's how it has to be, even with even with your birth parents, you know, at that age. So I find that to be an interesting predicament. Uh, Someone said, Gek, how tall are you? Uh, I'm five, six. I'm actually five. Okay, let me just real quick. I'm actually five six and a half. I used to tell people that I was five seven. I used to round up, and now I round down because uh, I feel like it's closer to the truth. I'm probably closer to like five six point four than I am to five six point five. So I'll round down. Because these are the cards that I was given. I used to I used to be uncomfortable about being short. Used to be uncomfortable about it. I know there's a lot of people self-conscious. I know we live in a society that values uh you know being a taller male. Well I'm telling you, listen, if you're a short king out there, I'm telling you, you gotta embrace it. You gotta embrace your cards, homie. You were dealt a hand. Some people didn't even get dealt a hand. Some people just, they were cum, and then that's it. They just lived and died as cum. But you're a whole person. It's an honor to be any height at all. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello there. Oh, uh, hello, hello. How are you? Hi. I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you? Really? You you said that like uh, the first time you said it. What happened just now is you said I'm feeling great as like a gut reaction, 
And then you double check. You're like, oh, I just said that as my gut reaction. Let me look at it and make sure it's true. And then you looked at it and you're like, you know what? I actually am feeling great. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that's, no, kind no, of what that's happened, exactly right? what happened. That's exactly what happened. So yeah. I, you're telling Absolutely. the truth right now. You feel great. I am. I'm telling the truth. I'm completely honest. Why do, you, why do you feel so great? Could you peg it to anything? Or is it just uh, an ethereal well, thing? Uh, well, you know, just here talking to you. And, uh, you know, I w- went to the gym earlier today and that made me feel good. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling good. Well, uh, is what is your name or what can I call you? You don't have to give me a real name. You can um, give me a number. I'm going to call you Five. Yeah. Uh, you, took, you took too long five? to answer. You took too long to answer. Five. Right, five. Uh, Five. Is there anything in particular you called in to talk about today? Right. Okay. So I I joined a fraternity, and and I did it because I don't really understand men a lot. They're mm-hmm. they're they're, very, they're really confusing to me. But 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 I'm a man. Sure. I, I was born, uh, you know, assigned male at birth, and that's what I am. Um. But I just you know I've never really understood men. I always had a lot of female friends. I was raised by a very extremely progressive mother. And now I'm kind of at this point where I don't really like men. So, so I joined this fraternity to try to f- figure them out. And it has kind of just ended up with me kind of figuring them out and then realizing that I, I still don't really like them. And so I'm in this really weird spot where now I'm in a fraternity and I'm, and I'm, a, and I'm a treasurer. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, one of like the head positions. Mm. But like I just don't really like I, I still don't really like men, so I've gotten myself into this odd predicament. Hmm. Why don't you like men? I mean, to be honest, it, they're normally just raised badly. But just hmm. the way that men don't really like check themselves, like what they're saying, and like their hmm. their impact on other people is just so self centered. And it's, it just gets really confusing. And, 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 and I, I don't know how, like, like censored it is, but, like, I, like just men are really horny. And they just talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't mm-hmm. – it's not something I really feel comfortable talking about, but it always comes up when I'm, whenever I'm, like, hanging out with, like, like male friends if I, if I do mm-hmm. that. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. So I'm, okay, so I'm curious, and you know, look, we can go into as shallow or as deep of detail in, in this regard as you're comfortable with or willing to go. Do you, um, how, how do you feel about being a man? Um, I'm I'm pretty comfortable being a dude. You know, I I just I just be chilling as a as an entity in this world. You know, mm-hmm. nothing really else to do but exist. You know. Okay, and um, I mean, okay, so you joined this fraternity to try to understand men more, and what yeah. do you what do you what do you feel like you learned from this endeavor? I've learned that men are really stubborn, and as much as they preach about life lessons, they really don't want to learn anything. Mm. And they really like being right. Some weird thing about being right. So, so I ask you. So, as as a as a man, you know, as you're talking and saying all these things uh, about men, are are you including yourself in all these things that you're saying? Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. Okay. So like, so I've, so I've worked so, myself, but it's so we're saying. No one is. So we're saying, so we're saying, so you're horny. You feel like you're always right. You feel like you're stubborn. I'm not saying these things, but you feel like these are things yeah. about you as well. Oh, absolutely. I just don't talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, except here. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So are these things that you don't like about yourself? Do you not like, you don't like that you're horny? You don't like that you're stubborn? You don't like that you feel like you're always right? No, 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 exactly. I, I really don't like those things about it. And so I, and so I read a lot of like self-help books and psychology books and I work on it, you know, trying to make myself mm-hmm. a better person for others and myself and myself, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. 
Now, do you have any, uh, I know you said that you have primarily female friends. Uh, did you have, did you have a father? I do. I do. He's a great man. Love him to death. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Amazing man. But how do you, how do you reconcile with the fact that your father, and these are your words, okay? What I'm about to say, this is not me, this is you, but we've established, you've established in this, your father, extremely horny. How do you reconcile with how horny your father is? Well, I exist, and so does my sister. And, uh, you know, I mean, to an extent, if it were not for that horniness, I suppose I would not exist. So, okay, there is a certain thankfulness to be there for it. But, you know, there's a time and place. Okay. Okay. So, so you accept horniness as, as uh, a necessary evil of, of the universe in which we live. It truly is. It really is. Sure. Sure. Hmm. Now, uh, do you... Okay, so we know that you have uh, an active disdain towards men. Do How do you feel about women? Do you have a, a active love of, of women? I mean, they're people. I mean, ideally, okay. I, I just want to see everybody as just like a person. It's just kind of like... I really... Gen, I, I think labels are kind of weird. Sure. You know, just the the idea of like labeling all these weird biological things, like it's all made by humans anyway. But of course. anyway, like women, men equal in you know just by birth, but some of them just suck more than others in personality. You know. So, uh, so um, if if you if your goal is to uh, do less of uh, putting people into boxes, do less labeling. By the way, fantastic goal. I have that same goal. It's a good goal to have. Um, why do you indulge yourself in generalizations of any kind? Because I, because I, that would seem as though it's against your goal of of right. removing removing all of your your labeling. That is true. That is true. Uh, but you know, I, I, you make a great point. You make a great point. Some labels are necessary, I suppose. You know, the state you're in, the state that's next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your name. Lots of labels mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But labeling your father as mm-hmm. horny is not. We wouldn't say that, that is entirely necessary. Uh, entirely necessary label. It is not necessary. No. 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 Okay. Okay. You know you're on a good, you're on a good journey. I feel right. I mean this I is so. uh, this is how we want. I feel like this is a good way to want to see the world is uh, to not label. And I, I I think I'm gonna get a little douchey here. Uh, uh, I'm gonna include right. myself in this. I feel like I, I'm uh, I myself. Everyone we we label people. We label things because uh, the truth of what. Is that every single thing is like infinitely, every, all, all things and people are infinitely complex. You know, they're infinitely complex. There's infinite backs back and forth. There's infinite points and counterpoints. There's infinite everything, and uh, it's not tangible. We cannot wrap our heads around the complexities of every single individual on the planet, uh, and. F- I, that's okay, though. It's okay to admit that. It is. I mean, but a lot, it's a lot of data points to consider. It's a lot of data. It's too much data. It's too much to too much data. Uh, go through. I mean, that's why we label people, right? Like every per, like like when you see some guy on the street, uh, you know, trip and fall, you can be like, that guy's a fucking idiot. Why wasn't he watching where he's going? But we can't just label this guy off of the five minutes of his life that we know about. It's like there's a whole life, you know, but we can't internalize. It's it's, impo- it's impossible to internalize right. that, to add that into our analysis. And so it's easier to label. And I do this. Every, every single person does it out of convenience and necessity. Um, 
So, I mean, look, good for you for doing your best uh, to to strip yourself of that natural programming and, uh, you know, I, I, I guess be a little bit more mm. conscious, maybe is the word. Maybe that's a douchey word. Who knows? We're douching right. it up. It's a yeah. free douche zone. Um, <laughs> but uh, five, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to talk about today? Oh, um, no, not really. You know, I just hope that you have an amazing evening, man. I appreciate that. I'll, um, I'll try to have an amazing evening. You know, try your best. I will. Thank you for calling, Five. Absolutely. That call has awakened us all into something that we need to recognize, which is that all of our, the fact that we exist means that our father... If you're listening to this, you exist. A. A leads to B. B, your father, at one point, was extremely horny. Everyone has to reconcile with that. You don't have to go into graphic, imaginative detail about just how horny your father was. But it is necessary for you to accept it. If your goal is to see other people as four-dimensionally as possible, and if, if you would like to start with the people closest to you, you got to start by imagining a very horny version of your father. And your mother, too. Your mother was also very horny. And it's a love, it's a beautiful thing that your horny, sex-starved, what's the word, what's the word, lustful father, and your cum slut of a mom found each other like, like pieces of a puzzle and created you. Thank God your mother and your father were that horny. Look at you. You're a beautiful miracle of the universe as a result of that horniness. And so we must thank the Lord for making us all horny. Sophie? Babe. (laughs) Hello. Hi. How are you, Sophie? I'm doing okay. Pretty good. Uh, well, I'm a gecko, and we're on the phone, and yes. uh, that's you know, what do we, where do, what do, where do you think we should go from here? Hmm. How's your day been, Sophie? It says here. That your (laughs) 35-year-old sister, you're concerned about her. Why are you concerned about her? Okay, so she's always been kind of a deadbeat. Like, she has kids, doesn't care about them, you know. And then she got with this guy, okay, and he is, I'm not sure exactly what is wrong with him, but he does have a history. He robbed a gas station was in, like, possession of meth, you know, all that stuff. And they just slowly went downhill. Like, they called, they thought that my dad was working with the FBI against them. Mm. They think they're being followed all the time, you know. (laughs) And when you think, oh, he thinks he's God. Is like, 100% certain. No, he thinks he's the second coming. He thinks he's the second coming of God. Yes. I can is is uh, like does, she think, does she does she think that he's the second coming of God? Yes, and like they've discussed it with my parents. They also told my parents that they own ten percent of Google <laughs> and like two hundred k in crypto, but they live in an RV. You know, <laughs> I don't know. At what point? I almost uh, you know when you're telling me this, I'm almost like, at what point do the people living in their own delusions? Are they? We just have to admit that they're having like a way better time 
than uh, we are. You know, maybe they have it right. I'm just saying, maybe they have it right. Maybe. I, I was look, hard. And like perception. Chilled. Say that again. Or I just wish that I could like chill and just believe I was like the second coming and not have to do anything. I know. I'm like a little bit jealous of this guy because I, no, yeah. matter, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, I could say it. I could man- whatever manifest it. I could think it every single day, but I could not trick myself into thinking I was God. I totally wish I could. I would be way happier if I thought that I was God and that I had $200,000. I know. We're all just another person. There's almost really no difference. There's really no difference between uh, having $200,000 and thinking that you have, being 100% convinced that you have $200,000. It's the same, you experience the reality of having $200,000 the same, whether you have it or whether you're convinced that you do. But I can't convince myself that because... uh, I'm not as creative as as uh, this guy. Yeah, that like security <laughs> of knowing you would have that much money. See, the problem is though, um, my parents enable them in a way. Like they send them money. They're like, they're too much of saints. They're like, I don't want to see my daughter on the street, you know. But I'm like, oh, like you're not. <laughs> it's not doing anything. Hmm. Um, so I was sort of talking to the previous caller about this. Uh, I don't know if it was the exact previous, but I was, I was at one point talking to another caller about the whole, like, uh, things that are and are not in your control. And this is a difficult one because, uh, you are 20. It says here, your sister's 35 and, um, it's great that you care about her. Uh, I'm sure that you communicate to her that you care about her, but mm-hmm. it's hard because it's, it's like, what can you do, really, to um, to to help her with these delusions? Like, you have these these good intentions for this person, but at the end of the day. Yeah. She can't, she's got to be the one to uh, pull the trigger on uh, getting out of this thing. Yeah, well, she just went back to jail briefly for now. So I'm hoping that maybe some time away will give her some thinking time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's going to be back out soon and it's just going to be the exact same. But also, I well, don't care about her that much. <laughs> really, you don't? Like, I had, she didn't spend any time with me as a child. I didn't even, like, live with her ever. And all she's done is be, like, really awful to me. And then, like, all this. Like, I'm not even, I'm barely, I'm only in communication with her for her children. Because I basically raised them at the time. So I'm like, (laughs) I just want her to go away. Well, you you cared enough to call in and talk about it. Well, I care about my parents, like, and the fact that, like, they're, because then they treat me differently and won't give me, like, anything because they're like, well, we bought Kindle this. We're sending out, like, we don't want her, you to be her, like, freeloading. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so you take care, how old are her kids? Um, now they're 12 and 8. Okay. And, uh, you take care of them. No, like the their dad finally like or he stepped up a little bit, a little bit ago and like got full basically full custody of them now because she never went to court, so they get to live with him now. So it's okay. But like at the time, they were like kind of floating between them. And they lived in my house. Um, and when you say your house, is it your parents' house or is it your house? Oh yeah, it's my parents' house. And so, are your parents helping take care of them as well? A little bit. At the time, my dad wasn't ever home. So it was like kind of like me and my mom. So it's you, your mom, the 12-year-old, and the 8-year-old. Yeah, my sister. I don't, I was pretty young back then. 
but I did spend like most of the time with just them, like babysitting. Oh, okay, all right. So you're talking. You you said you you raised them, but like contemporarily, right oh, now. Oh, sorry. I was point. being very dramatic about. My oh, okay. All right. So, but so I mean, at this at this point, you're not uh, you're not taking care of her kids. No, but it's like it's just a, such an ongoing problem, and I'm like, I don't know if I should give up on this pursuit to like explain to my parents like because i get mad i'm like why did you bail her out of jail after one day like let her think or something and then they found like drugs in their car whatever and they're like well we'll just throw them away we don't want a drug charge and like they just continue to support them because they're not working my parents give them money Mm. so i'm like why are y'all doing this but i'm like should i just let go and let them continue to enable her or is like I guess there's nothing I could do I can do yeah I mean I I like like I like I've been saying it's it's hard right because there are things that are in your control there are things that are not in your control uh now you are in control of I think uh what you communicate to your sister to your parents right so uh you know you can tell your sister uh how you feel about her that you care about her you're there for her if you are if that's genuinely how you feel i don't know if it is um you can tell your parents uh you're doing this wrong for this reason blah 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 you know uh, communicate to them your feelings on uh why they shouldn't be doing what they're doing um you can go all out with that because that's that's in your control but once you've gone all out with that once you've sort of exhausted uh that communication you are correct i believe that uh how they choose to treat your sister, what they choose to do, what your sister chooses to do, is indeed outside of your control. And therefore, is, uh, is, is, is not, you know, I mean, it seems like you're expending a lot of mental energy on this that ultimately will go nowhere because it's not in your control. I mean, do you, what, what do you think about all that? Yeah. I agree. There's just something, some hills you can't die on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you have good intentions. You know, do you do you have a do you have a good relationship with uh with these these kids? It seems like the, it seems like you care a lot about these kids. Yeah, the like older one became like a little mini me for a while. Mm. And it was really cute. And then the they just like love me a lot. I love them a lot. That's great. I mean, again, that's another thing. That's that's <laughs> when we're sort of break. Well, okay, so like in this situation, when we're breaking down the various aspects of it that are in your control. Yeah. How you choose to foster your relationship with these kids, the amount of effort you choose to put into that relationship. Uh, I mean, of course, the amount of effort you choose to put into all these relationships, but. Uh, the amount of effort you choose, you choose to put into uh, these kids, forming a bond with them, that's in your control. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you were to like sort of channel all of your energy about this situation into the appropriate funnels of it, you might find uh, a greater sense of agency. Does that make sense? Did what I say just make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I'm asking myself as well, but I'm pretty sure it did. No, I understand. It's a different mindset. So, so if I were you, I would channel all this... Uh, it sounds like frustration. It is. A lot of it. Yeah, and you, I, the, fr- the frustration comes from the fact that there's, you, there's nothing you can fucking do. Because your parents are just going to do what the fuck they're going to do. Your sister's going to do what the fuck she's going to do. Um... And so, yeah, of course, you're uh, frustrated from that. But if you channel that frustration into something that's in your control, such as 
how you build your relationship with uh, your niece and nephew. You might find, like I said, a greater sense of agency over the situation because you're attacking it at the at the right points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, I agree. We'll be taking notes <laughs> right good. now. Good. Good. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, disintegrate into dust? Um, well, thank you so much. And, oh my gosh, I've been so nervous. I've never <laughs> called in or talked to anyone, you know, like this. But thank you so much. I had a great sure. time. Thank you for calling, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I had a pretty good time as well. I'll say it. Not a bad time. Being a gecko. Talking to people on the phone. Therapy geckos on the line. Taking your phone calls every night. Therapy geckos doing it right. Teaching you how to live your life. But he's not really an expert. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.